This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan. Let me turn my video on there. How about that? Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan. Uh, Dennis is out today. He does. Uh, he mentioned yesterday that his kid uh, is, is sick, and now his kid got him sick. So uh, Dennis is okay. Uh, he, he has strep, uh, but he says he hopes he'll be back tomorrow. Um, so he'll be out today, but is hoping to be back with us uh, for tomorrow's show. He's okay. He wanted everyone to know that, uh, but uh, for the time being, at least, uh, this is not the first time that his kid has gotten his uh, has gotten him sick. So uh, we hope that uh, his kid and him are both feeling better, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from Dennis uh, tomorrow. As far as today's show, we'll be joined by a pair of guests, Kenny Glick. At 8.15, and Andrew Channon. He's the co-founder and CEO of Procure AM. He will join us at 8.35. And in the meantime, you know what we have to discuss, uh, the overnight markets, the volatility. I do want to talk about which stocks were up yesterday because there are a couple that I thought were notable. So we'll just take your questions from our chat, and uh, and we're going to try to be upbeat on the show today, as hard as that can be sometimes. Uh, Joel, tell us what happened here uh, in the overnight session. Uh not much to tell you, Spencer. Uh, we're limit down. We're locked here, limit down. I'm uh, 
Looking here on the CMA website, 7% is the next limit down. So we could have a, uh, a same situation that we did uh, earlier in the week. So we'll just have to see how things price here on the, uh, on the second limit. Uh, crude, down two bucks here. Taking that on the chin as well, 30.98. Uh, no safe haven in gold, down 20 bucks, 16.22.30. Bitcoin, or well, we got silver in the red too by uh, 31.6 cents at 16.45. And Bitcoin, uh, I think we've been talking about how that's not a safe haven. It certainly isn't a safe haven. Uh, that's down $1,800 trading at uh, 60.45. Uh, I know a lot of people making comments in the chat yesterday. I was down, I was glum. Well, you're damn right I was. Um, just, uh, you know, discussing the situation with my wife and, you know, her being involved in the medical uh, community, uh, kind of had a feeling like something with this was going to happen. Obviously, the, the scope and scale of it is something that you cannot predict. Uh, but talking to her this morning, I said, you know, you got to give me uh, some positives uh, to say on the show. And, and what, what'd she say? What'd she say? She said, now she said, all, all these are, you know, to subject to change, but 80% of the people that have the virus right now have minimum or just simply asymptomatic, right? right? Symptomatic. So it's still, it's still transitional. You know, it's still, it's still very highly contagious. And, you know, the situation is certainly, um, not under control yet, but you know, she got up, she went to work today, she, you know, she's going to be, you know, they have the, they're trying to get all the proper equipment. Right. Um, she says the death rates from some of these other, you know, SARS Ebola have been higher. Uh, this is just at this point, you know, things could always change. And, uh, you know, and she kind of said the same thing that uh, my dad used to day, you know, say when, you know, you, something really bad happens. And uh, the worst thing you can do is learn from it. So mm -hmm. our country is going to be learning here. And uh, we are great with a definitely a, a, a dire situation. Uh, but we've been here before. And uh, the show must go on. I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I just can't, you know, sit and be depressed all day because there's yeah. not a lot I could do about it. Um, and uh, I think, you know, I talked to Dennis about it yesterday and he, you know, about doing the show and stuff. And he's like, he, you know, it, it's good for him. He, you know, he misses it. He, he talks about it. He gets his ideas and his feelings out here. Uh, and then he'll be back. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. I'm sure he's listening then, but, um, Let's just, let's just get to the markets. And, you know, if there's one thing, so looking for good news here, I'm just looking at China. And uh, there was a, an official statement out, uh, this, I guess, an hour ago or two hours ago now, where uh, the, their top uh, medical advisor said that he thinks the worst has passed them uh, and that uh, it could be over, uh, the pandemic could be over by June. Uh, he said they've had declining uh, infection rates for weeks. And uh, that's all good. That's what you want to hear. So I guess there, you know, if you look at it from that perspective, that 
we just have to endure this potentially only for a couple more months and, and then we could be past it if, if, if we can learn anything from China. Uh, but just a lot of unknowns here. Uh, it seemed like we got hit with a, just a barrage of news last night within like a 20 minute span. Oh, yeah. Within oh, a yeah. 20 minute span, the NBA suspended the season. Tom Hanks announced he had uh, coronavirus and it was like, oh my gosh, like when? Like it's just going to be a, any, it's going to be a barrage of news and we're not, you can't slow down the news flow. It's endless. And it's it, so you, to your point, you're right. It's hard to, to feel good about just an endless stream of negative headlines. But um, I, you know, like you said, the show must go on. And at this point, anything and everything is on the table. You have to think that they could consider shutting down the airspace, shutting down uh, borders beyond what Trump said last night, which is a, a travel ban uh, from Europe uh, to uh, 28 countries in Europe to, to America for 30 days. You have to consider they could shut down the market. Everything is on the table here. Um, and I actually think shutting down the market would not be the worst idea. I, I, I disagree with you, Spencer. You, you don't agree? Let them trade, man. Let them price it out. Okay. Because, you know, it's just that, you know, you got to find, you know, fair value. And um, I, 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 I just, I, I, I disagree with that. Whether they do that or not, I don't know. But um, well, we have clo- We have the uh, CME closing its floor, New York Stock mm-hmm. Exchange and Nasdaq preparing to potentially close their floors. That wouldn't have a huge impact. The only real impact it could have is on the uh, closing auctions and stocks because the market makers on the floor do do play a, a pretty important role in that. But as far as closing the floors of the exchanges, wouldn't probably have a huge impact uh, since we're mostly electronic these days anyway. Um, but I just think everything is on the table, and uh, I, I saw a good chart that I actually want to pull up, and I, I wish I could uh, remember who I saw it from on Twitter, unfortunately, but uh, this is a chart tracking the rate of new cases uh, in Italy and the U.S., and so I think it's big enough to see here, but uh, this was so this was yesterday. Uh, today, this is a chart from yesterday, so that was day eight. Uh, here and Italy's in the red here. U.S. is in is in the blue. So you have to consider that this will pr- almost certainly get worse before it gets better. Um, but eventually, it will get better. Right. So we just sort of have to grind our way through this uh, the next few days, weeks, and months, and and just sort of feel our way through the through the darkness to the light, and and we'll get there eventually. You have to consider. Uh, I do want to talk about Boeing here, Joel. Um, just a historic, historic day for Boeing. The worst day for the stock since December of 1974. They have lost $70 billion of market cap in one day, all because uh, there is some concern out there that they could potentially run out of cash as they move to tap uh, an entire uh, credit, li- credit line and uh, the entirety of a loan yesterday. So some real concerns that Boeing is uh, uh, cash strapped right now. And the stock, like I said, had its worst day since 1974. Correct. Yep. Um, Definitely a concern here. Uh, Trading down, I believe another 20 some dollars today. (sighs) I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Boeing. Yeah. I mean, they, they had, they had problems going in, you know, before this, you did. 
And now it's just exacerbated by the current situation. I mean, there's not really nothing else to say. I mean, once uh, air travel, you know, well, they haven't suspended U.S. air travel yet, which is uh, definitely, definitely a possibility here. Um, you know, even when that gets up and going, you know, that uh, I don't know if people are going to be want to be buying Boeing airplanes. Uh, you just hit a low at 160. Um, in pre-market trading, that's your pre-market low. Uh, currently trading 161.28. Uh, uh, really, I really can't give you support in this thing. Right. Uh, there is no, no support <laughs> down any, in in a lot of places. Yeah, um, I'm looking at some monthly lows here from 2017, and yeah, 155.21, 150.02, 138.80. But you know, those are. As much as I love levels and support and resistance, uh, you can pretty much throw that out the table in this kind of market. So uh, be careful on the long side in something like Boeing. And uh, if you're short, you know, have a target or, or, or have a stop in on the upside. I saw uh, something good from Scott Redler, who has uh, been a long-time guest at the show. I saw it on Twitter. He said, trade within your means and live within your means. And that has never been more appropriate than right now to say, trade and live within your means because you, you don't know how bad this could get. And Boeing, I mean, it looks like. Who said that? Scott Redler said that. Um, and the Red Dog. And uh, I totally agree. Trade and live within your means now more than ever. I do want to talk before we go to our Kenny here. There were a couple of stocks that were up yesterday. Every day I've been looking at which stocks in the S&P got hit the hardest and which stocks held up the best. And the stocks that can hit the hardest are pretty much the same every day. It's pretty much the travel stocks, airlines, cruise liners, and energy. And the stocks that hold up the best tend to rotate. Uh, Gilead is 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 a is is frequently among the best. We've talked about that on the show for the past couple of weeks here. Gilead was up yesterday. So was T-Mobile because the uh, California uh, Public Utilities Commission. Uh, it looks like they're not going to fight the merger with Sprint. T-Mobile actually closed higher. What was it? What did they close higher? Uh, let me. Well, 1.73% yesterday. So I've, I've been just looking, keeping an eye on the stocks that have good days. There is so much pain out there. So everything is on the red. I try to keep an eye on the stocks that are in the green. And, of course, T-Mobile is down this morning. But it just, it's something that I've been holding on to every day. It, it, it's just which stocks have been okay, okay. And T-Mobile was green. All right. Uh, and um... – is because California, you mentioned, right? Yep. That uh, California is not, not going to fight the merger. Not going to fight the merger. So okay. this is something to hold, some some good news to hold on to. Uh, other stocks that were green, I mentioned Gilead. A couple of tech stocks randomly. AMD was green yesterday. Akamai was green yesterday. Um, Digital Realty Trust, a REIT, that was randomly green yesterday. And um, Take Two, Interactive. We haven't talked about those stocks, but I feel like we should because you would have to assume. If there is any sort of widespread nationwide quarantine that take two Activision EA, I mean, they would get they would get more more business, more more use theoretically. 
So I, I want to look at take two here, which was okay. Great. I mean, it, it's oh. it's given back some of what sure. I gained sure. yesterday here. And not, to, not to expect that, but I'm just trying to hold on to any sliver of good news that I can. Okay. I mean, look at that. I mean, at this time, you know, I'm looking at the monthlies on everything. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't look that bad. <laughs> you know, you have you've definitely pulled off the old time high. Uh, but, um, not by much. No, no, not by much at all. Again, just something to hold on to here. And how's Activision doing? Uh, let's find out again, looking at the monthlies. Yeah. You know, it, it, it had that big sell off, but we've actually been coming back here in Activision. Wow. People will be playing video games, right? Uh, that's given a little bit back. It's had a, uh, you know, it's had a march, uh, very slow. It had the whoosh. It had the uh, the fallback here. I mean, if you're looking at this one and you want to figure a retracement, you bottom at about forty. You hit sixty-five, twenty-five point move, twelve and a half. You had that to forty. And that's 52 and a half. So still a ways away from that, correct? Yeah, we're trading it uh, in the 56 handle here. So look for potential support in that area if uh, the pullback continues here in Activision. All right, let's get our first guest thoughts here. Kenny Glick uh, from hitthebid.com. Kenny, uh, good morning. Good morning, boys. What's happening? Oh, not a whole lot. Just. Yeah. Just, you know, everything is in turmoil here. But uh, you're, you're in New Jersey, uh, uh, not far from where I grew up, Kenny. Uh, what, what, what is the, the sense like out there? Uh, we just got our first email about somebody's family member of somebody's family member got sick and, uh, you know, panicking our kids right now. So yeah. my, my son said, is this the first pandemic you ever ever seen, Dad? I was like, no, actually, it's my seventh, son. It's going to be all right. We went through <laughs> Ebola. And it was supposed to, you know, liquefy our inside. So this is nothing. But uh, we did. I got. We did get our first school warning, and uh, I'm really upset because I was supposed to be going to Billie Eilish with my daughter, and uh, they're probably going to cancel that too. So it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess how are you approaching the markets here? Well, this is going back to you know again. I've been a reluctant bull this whole time. So not that I was able to predict the pandemic, but uh, there's a lot of people say this thing. Uh, we hear this a lot. It's, it's okay to be wrong, but just don't stay wrong. Uh, it took my, it took me, uh, a, a little hacking and, uh, some roofies to finally get my dad out of the market. But I was like, listen, let's sell here. If we're wrong, we'll buy on the way back up, but let's sell here. We finally got out of the QQQ at 218. Uh, that was my line in the sand. I was like, if we break 218, we're going to 198. If we break 198, we're going to 178. So why not sell 218 and maybe look to buy at 178? Uh, only thing is, like you guys were saying, this is not typical pullbacks. We are, we are just, it's, a, it's just an absolute bloodbath. Everything's being sold. I know you mentioned some green stocks out there. Um, yeah, yesterday we were looking at those same stocks as I like trading those reversals. But you cannot put value on anything right now. Uh, I never, ever imagined seeing Boeing here. I was looking forward to buying it at 168. And this morning I was like, there's no way I'm touching this because the next level down is about 152. So every level that breaks, I'm looking down at these next levels where will that be a bounce? 
whatever I do, it's going to be very, very short-lived. I think we're going to have a, a vicious bounce, of course. It's going to be epic, but timing that will be virtually impossible, and hopefully it's during the day, not on a massive gap up. But uh, definitely looking at some stocks, you know, like the Costco's. I never thought I'd see Halliburton down under 7 bucks. Um, you know, some stuff like that. Microsoft, I never thought I'd get a chance to buy that back in the 130s. So a lot of stuff I, I've been sitting here waiting for. Um, again, still deathly afraid to put real money to work, but I'm more of a day trader than an investor always. So I, I look forward to seeing what happens for the rest of the day. Nice hat, by the way, Kenny. Oh, this is one of my, this is the, this is the panic hat. So again, I'm I'm a panicker, you know. I'm a I'm a doomsday prepper. I, I don't want to get into the whole thing. If I had the time, I'd, I'd show you my bomb shelter. But um, it, it it is it a panic if you're the first one to think about panicking about three weeks ago after Apple and Microsoft said our earnings are going to be affected by this, and that's all I needed. I was like, okay, if it, they're going to be affected, I want out of the market, and that was uh, I think on February 24th. So right now, sitting here, luckily looking to buy something with, uh, you know, uh, an edge of caution. But yeah, this is the panic hat. We're all fucked. And now we've got the insanity hat, which is absurdly, this is, we only put this one on for complete insane time. So we're ready to rock. I got the wood burning in the, fa in the backyard. We are ready to sing songs around the campfire. What are you guys doing? I... I guess coming over, going over to your place. I'm not really sure. All right. <laughs> so, so the question now, Kenny, uh, is, is the worst over or, or not in your, in your, in your view? Uh, again, short term, I'm always, I'm always looking at this market as just a, you know, a, a video game and I'm just looking to play these bounces. Hopefully we get a bounce today. I'm, you know, again, this is getting to be ridiculous, but is the worst over? I I, I don't I couldn't possibly think it would be because the, the damage to the global economy is is now done right. So if you're a fundamental guy and and you and you want to use that 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 type of analysis, we have now damaged the market. We are obviously crashed, and it's going to take a lot. I don't think we're going to get that V recovery like we always see. We probably will have a nice rally. But I think we're going to have to, you know, work this stuff out. And, you know, six, eight, 12 months now, I don't think we're going to have that, you know, that, that typical, let's just buy the dip and then we're going to be back to all-time highs anytime soon. So if you thought, if, I, if you're asking me, are we going to be back to all-time highs this year? Yeah. I, I'd, yeah. Have, I'd have to say just, that's impossible. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think you can a year, or two years, or five years. I mean, you know, how long did it take to uh, to recover from the um, the financial crisis, right? And right. Uh, also, nine eleven. This is, uh, you know, a, this is it. This is where this uh, this stacks up in it. Uh, so you did. You said you had some potential, you know, buys on your list here. Uh, why don't we uh, discuss a couple of those? Yeah, I mean, I, I I like the idea of buying Costco, except for the fact that nobody's leaving the house. So all the stocks that I'm looking at are on technicals alone. Once you start to factor in the 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 uh, the overall picture, if no one's going to go out of the house soon, then all those people buying all that stuff at Costco is not going to make a difference. 
But some of these stocks are down to the prices where I never thought we'd see them. <laughs> like space back to 13, we've come full circle. Not that I would go playing, you know, stocks like that for, for, the, for the bounce, but you know, I, I, I was looking at Beyond Meat, you know, down back at 73, 74. Here we are. Uh, the Boeing, if it holds this 160, I'm interested. But like I said, you got eight or nine points to the downside on that one also. Um, you know, I like AIG. I never thought I'd see AIG at this level. Uh, we've got, we're back to, I think, where I owned it maybe nine to ten years ago, if I'm not mistaken. So that's enticing. Um, you know, that, that 5G stock, I never thought we'd see that under five. INSG sitting here at four. Give me some of that with, the, with some limited risk. I, I, I'm liking that. And here's a crazy idea. PCG. I, 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 I had my eye on this one. You know, I liked it at 17. Uh, you know, their, their troubles are different than what's going on here. I'm kind of looking at that as a, as a possible buy. But uh, also, big fan of Twitter. Didn't think I'd see that under 30 again this year. So we're, we're getting to those levels where all of these stocks obviously make sense, but you cannot really want to own this stuff right now for more than a day, possibly over, maybe a swing trade with a really, really, you know, again, once you take something overnight, you never know what's going to happen. So limited risk, these are all day trades. So if, they, if these stocks hit my levels, I'm going to try to get involved on the day and then, you know, make some money and then call it a day and then move on to the next day. Right now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to own anything. And again, the, the, the QQQ and 178, again, it's amazing that we're here this quickly. It's frightening. But at 178, this thing has some true, 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 you know, support. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think we get there today. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we see 178 today and a complete washout. Maybe we get that massive tradable bottom and then we take it from there. Okay, what about uh I mean, you know, it's stock like Gilead. I mean, they, I mean it's just pure uh you know, speculation. Yeah. How's it trading today? It's trading down two ninety-two. I mean it's so hard on those stocks, you know. I mean, uh, what, how do you pronounce that uh res, res, um Resemadir, is that it's uh, an age drug that uh, supposedly is helping with uh, the symptoms? I mean, are you looking at the biotech sector at all? Well, I, I've been playing those crazy ones, you know, um, the INOs. Like, I don't know, again, the, the stories behind these are just the catalyst. The, they like the fuse, you know, your, your INOs, your, your codexes, your, your, the, the lake and APT with the, uh, the hazmat suits and the masks and that type of stuff. Uh, which one of these companies has a legitimate, uh, you know, solution or product that's going to help this situation that we're in? I don't know. But you give me the story meets technicals like INO yesterday, you know, what seemed like a pump and dump. Hey, they're pumping it again. We're, we're involved in that stock yesterday. Short and long. It's been, it's been pretty exciting. But I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not versed enough or educated enough to, to talk about which biotechs might be the ones yeah, that you want to go to. I'm just looking at them. You know, if I see a story that goes by, it seems interesting. And then the technicals meet the story, then I'm, then I'm interested. And uh, that's the way I'm playing it right now. Very, very short term, you know, hoping to see the volatility come in today. UVXY has been my Lord and master. If that stock, uh, again, as awful as it is, we all know about UVXY built to go down. 
when this thing is trending up, it's the most frightening thing in the world. And obviously, once it started, you know, showing me that some strength above 1250, even 13 and 14, I was like, hey, this market might be in real, real trouble. So I'm waiting for the UVXY to collapse, you know, give me a reason to feel bullish and I'm going to start, start buying. And uh, that's really what my strategy is for today. Uh, Kenny, is this a exciting, you said this, it's exciting. Is, is this an exciting time to, to be in the market or, 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 or the complete opposite of that? Oh, this is the most exciting time we've had in, uh, you know, since uh, Brexit or uh, Ebola or not to make light of what's going on here, but volatility is what, you know, guys like us, we love this stuff. You know, again, if you're sitting in cash, it's a lot easier to concentrate. Uh, obviously, I held on to that space a little bit too long. You know, I only had a minimal, minimal uh, amount of it left, but the premiums on the options were so huge that I just sold, uh, you know, some, some out-of-the-money calls for ridiculous prices, and it cushioned this blow pretty, pretty well. Um, and that, that's what I did. I basically, you know, that, I did that with the cues to cushion the first couple of days, and then I said, what's the point of even hedging? Let me just get out. But, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's, it, there, there's, that's a good word for it, exciting. You know, uh, but Kenny, quick question here for you. We debated back and forth a little bit. Um, 9-11, they closed the markets for a week. Right. Um, you know, I've, I I think let them trade, man. Let the market figure it out. And eventually, you know, what it, what's your thoughts on that? I, I agree. I think they should even leave the, the markets open 24 hours a day. I mean, it's uh, – I hate when they hold stocks. They do, they do if you're on TD Ameritrade. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, you, you could have got those cues off, you know, last night. But I, I agree. Let's see where where we – how it all works out exactly. The, the longer they keep it open – uh, you know, not everybody has access to futures accounts. Not everybody is brave enough. You know, you get a futures trade wrong, you're, you're getting hurt pretty badly, pretty quick. Uh, so I say, let's, let's rock, you know, and I, I don't want to hear about the bailouts and, 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 and that stuff. And like I what I was saying is, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, if they cut interest rates, I'm going to become a bear forever because you don't cure viruses by cutting interest rates, you know. And again, yeah. for me, the, the, the reason I've never really – believed in this market is that I don't like the fact that we're being told how strong the economy was and how fantastic everything is, but they consistently want to cut interest rates. So right there, I was, you know, that's why I didn't want to wear the bull hat, you know, strapped on. Uh, so, we came right. off the limit, folks. We uh, got a little pop here. Uh, last, when, what happened last time is when we, we came off the limit, we went right back down to the limit. And that's just what happened there. Someone's stepping up to the plate here. I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's Kenny Glick. I've hit the bid. All right, Kenny. We kept you. Thank you, sir. I'm glad you could come on. Triple D has some strep throat. And uh, you're an adequate fill-in. We always love your your input in the markets. Kenny, and, more, uh, more than adequate, Kenny. You're you're, you're a match, Kenny. Uh, Thanks, I'm man. I'm, I'm always ready to I'm always ready to help you guys. I always like talking to you guys. You're my favorite people. Uh, be safe out there. Hopefully, we still do this thing in in May. I know it's it's it, it's crazy. Where you know we're all starting to cancel plans. You know, I had a trip planned to Italy. So, you know, it, this uh, is uh, yeah. Not anymore. You don't. So, yeah. I know. All right. All right. <laughs> Kenny, have a have a good one, and, and and we'll talk to you. All right. All right. Good luck, everybody. Stay safe right. and uh, take it serious. I guess for the first uh, time in a while. Yeah.
yeah, that, that's a good point. Just take it to, even for someone like Kenny who is hardly ever serious, it, this is probably time for that. Uh, so uh, we're going to be joined in five minutes by Andrew Shannon. And uh, Joe and I, and we have been talking uh, past couple of days and, you know, we, we're a little undecided, you know, we talk about this every day. We talk about the coronavirus every day. It's all we talk about. It's all we can talk about. Uh, when can we talk about other things? So what, what I want to try to do at A35 is, is, is try, at least try to not talk about coronavirus with our guest. I want to talk about, uh, he, I, he's the co-founder of Procure AM and he's got the space ETF. I just want to try to get the conversation a little bit away from coronavirus, if I can, if only for a couple of minutes, just to talk about something else and um because you know we talk about this it's hard when you talk about it every day and you you can't help it and you can't help but read the news i find myself watching um cnbc and i i almost never watch cnbc but you 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 can't help it so uh for the next in in five minutes when when andrew joins us i i'm gonna try uh, if i can to just uh, All right, uh, let's talk. Uh, let's let's take a few stocks here in the interim. Everyone's being uh, really patient here. Uh, let's go with uh, good old Robin Steckel. Hi, Robin. How you doing? I hope you're hanging in there. Uh, KMB. Let's yep. see. Kimberly Clark. Well, it's trading down. It's. Ha- I mean, that just hit an all-time high. This is probably the toilet paper rush, right? Um, you would think so. Yeah, let's see what the – I mean, I'd keep an eye on that low at 126.86. You're trading in the 131 handle. You know, that was a wick there, so not a ton of stock traded. So looking at that as a potential support here, trading down $3. Uh, you know, once again, you know, these <laughs> if no one's going to the store – then, you know, how are they going to buy the products? But, uh, you know, eventually, you know, that's going to change. Eventually, some things are going to come out of this. So keeping an eye on that low, 126.86. Uh, and this is kind of, I'll say this for uh, General Mills. Um, General Mills? Not what? General Mills, Kimberly Good. Clark. Okay. You know, if, if these, and I don't know if any of these stocks are going to get back uh, to their close. But keep an eye on that closing price. Or if you want some targets, maybe uh, the low of yesterday's range. So uh, that's it on, uh, on Kimberly Clark. And then I guess I, I've been trying to write down the tickers drop in the chat. There are a couple more. Uh, someone dropped TDOC in there. We've been talking about this one for the past week or so. Yep. I, I did not see what it did yesterday. What did it do yesterday? Uh, had a big old day yesterday, ran up, made a new all-time high, 153.75, uh, giving it back today. I mean, you know, once again, you know, where's the future of healthcare going? How long is this going to persist? Uh, Dennis was talking about the 120 level, uh, one night. Yeah. Uh, 120 is pretty good support here. Uh, but, um, where are we trading at here? 127. So look at those lows, 119, 120. Uh, that's been holding up here in this market environment. Uh, you lose that. I mean, you know, easily, where's the next support level here on the daily charts? Uh, parallels at uh, 110.5, 113.01. So uh, split those, a buck and a half. One and uh, yeah, a buck and a half, you know, one eleven and a quarter, one eleven and a half. That splits the two lows from February 26th and 20, 25th and 26th in 
TDOC. Uh, Frankie in the chat mentioned DLR. That was the top performer in the S&P 500 yesterday. Digital Realty Trust up 1.9%. He also mentioned EQIX and didn't look at that one. But uh, I'll pull up DLR here just um, – talking about earlier about relative strength and uh it was strong yesterday what's uh what's the symbol on that one dlr now do they like have um uh space for like servers like remote servers and cloud services and stuff is that what they do they're an online read they're online uh, read yeah uh i didn't that's not a good explanation of what they do but uh the only thing I know about them is that they, they're a REIT that somehow is a, it's an online offering, is my understanding. I mean, it looks good. I mean, it's traded down, you know, five and a half dollars. And this one had a big run up yesterday. Went from once, it's had a, a real quick 20 point move. So, right here uh, at the 125, 126 area. Uh, you may find some support in that one. I'm getting a request for Costco. I mean, once again, you're talking about these retailers here, right? And uh, yeah, Costco's selling a lot of products right now, and I'm sure they're going to be busy today. It's just, you know, look moving forward, you know, how long are we going to have this kind of, you know, you know, are we not going to be going out? So if you own it for a much lower level, and you don't mind you know taking some profits on it then go ahead but at, at this point what did you have you had that washout low at 271.21 on the other thing i would look at for in, in stocks is you know where are they at on a relative basis right from the panic that first panic that you had at costco 271.28 you're still above that level right where you're trading you're trading it uh at two in the 281 handle. So at this point is showing some, uh, uh, some relative strength, uh, breaches 270, then, you know, all bets are off. Next major support level. I see a pair of monthly lows at, at 261, 260, just call it 262 area. So just be prepared for that. And, you know, don't look at where it was, folks. If you have stocks, don't look at where they were. And tell me that oh well I could have sold Costco at uh, at three twenty five and now if I sell it at uh, you know two seventy five I'm losing fifty dollars. That's that's not it, folks. Don't think like that. Look at your cost basis and and look at it that way, especially you know at this time. But uh, that's uh, that's my look at Costco. We got another. Uh, Another guest that, coming in? That's a really great point. Andrew would be joining us in a minute here. Uh, I, I forgot that we had earn, uh, one earnings report that I didn't want to get to, and only because it's, it's relevant and we talked about the stock uh, in, in the past few days, and that is DG, Dollar General. And had earnings this morning. Uh, the numbers, for whatever they're worth, uh, for the last quarter were good. Uh, they guided that their uh, sales growth for the year will be 75 to 8%, comps up 25 to 3% for the year uh, and we've talked about this as being a potential you know recession type play and um, stock not reacting too positively but it has been up in recent days uh, I mean you can look at that glass half empty glass half full you know, wow the stock is strong it's near old time highs this is going to be the winner winner chicken yeah. dinner right or you can say whew Man, I own this stock. I still know all the time. Get me the hell out of it. So, <laughs> you know, a two-edged sword there. 
big trading range in this one. Uh, just over the last few sessions, uh, boom, the, the, the uh, bottom of the range, 147.66. Top of the range, well, we hit it uh, two days ago at uh, 167.44. And I'll just say that on a normal day, under normal circumstances, this stock is wild, beyond wild. So you add earnings, you add the market limit down, you know, yep. it's, it's going to even be wilder. Yep. Uh, and I want to do a couple more from the chat. I think uh, our next guest is, is having a problem connecting to us right now. Oh, so no. We're working on that here, but I wrote down a couple of tickers. Someone had mentioned AbbVie. This is not one I have looked at for, for a minute. Uh, I mean, this is, you know, who's going to come up with a, uh, a vaccine? You know, who's going to, I mean, that, that's what, that's what you're banking on here. And I, I just don't know. And how, if they do come out, you know, how long is it going to be produced? How long is it going to take to get to the market? I mean, so I have no idea what, you know, they have in the pipeline. Yeah. So it, it's speculation at this point. Um, yeah. Of the stocks that uh, are involved in this, uh, you know, Gilead down three and a half sticks today. Uh, you know, they're how do you pronounce that drug, Spencer? I can't. Adric Adric No, isn't it Remesvidir re, or something? Oh no, I'm thinking of the uh, the Biogen drug. Yeah, I, I can't pronounce the Gilead drug. Sorry, <laughs> or the Sorry, that that's not that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, that drug pronunciation is. Is, that's hard. Yeah, it's hard. All right. just say, yeah. I yeah. mean, it works for um, AIDS patients, and it's not a cure, but I think it's helping with. Uh, well, Renee puts it in there. Rem Desivere. We'll just call it. Rem Desivere. There we go. Oh, what does Brent say? How's Brent pronounce? I don't know. I haven't asked Brent. <laughs> Let's go to our second guest of the day now, Andrew Channon. He's the co-founder and CEO of Procure AM. Andrew, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I th we had you on a couple months ago when the ETF launched. Your ETF is, is UFO. And I, I don't want to talk short term here. I just want to get, uh, you know, we all know what the short term story is. We're in a period of great volatility and uncertainty in the markets and in the global economy. So throwing the short term out the window here for a second. Uh, what is the, the uh, is there an industry specific a catalyst, uh, assuming we move past the the coronavirus fears here and, and however long it takes, a few weeks or a few months, what is the next catalyst here for uh, this industry? Yeah, well, yeah, I, th I think it's important to, to, to take into consideration shortly the, uh, certainly the short term and what we're seeing currently, but looking at, you know, kind of a long-term industry such as we see space, and kind of seeing what other things are out there that, you know, if we do find a vaccine or if, you know, um, incidences, infections, uh, deaths, things like that start to hopefully plateau and, and go downwards, you know, can we get back to business as, as usual? And if we can, you know, right before um, this, this recent downturn, we had seen a lot of positive things going in the momentum of you know, broad-based uh, indices, as well as specifically for the space industry. And so, you know, in some kind of future tech 
um, emerging technology industries, you see a lot of uh, you know, very, very early stage companies with brand new technologies that are testing things out that need to hit things you know, to, you know, uh, at perfection levels in order for them to be successful. Um, you look at something like UFO, and there are a lot of companies that have been around for decades and decades. Just because this is an industry that people are becoming more familiar with doesn't mean that these companies are brand new. So you do have some companies that pay dividends. You do have aerospace and defense names. Um, you know, they're not you know, pure play space um, in, in some ways. And in some terms, that can be helpful. In some, you, know, you might get more, more volatility or, or less depending on the name. But if you look at some of the long-term trends that we were seeing before the sell-off, uh, we were seeing significantly uh, more spending at the government and military levels on, on space. So things like the Space Force, things like carving out um, increased budgets for NASA. This is what was happening in the U.S. And whenever this is happening in the U.S., it's very likely that our adversaries as well as allies um, kind of mimic what we do. And the U.S. is always trying to be a leader on the defense space, uh, whether it's you know, land, air, sea, cyberspace, and now outer space. And you know, for, for the adversaries, it's very typical that they try to keep in line with our spending, even though the U.S. typically outspends um, you know, our largest rivals. So you know, I think that is one, one area that um, you know, once health becomes less of the, the focus, we can get back to business as, as normal. These are areas that we're seeing, um, you already started seeing some, uh, some growth and additional spending towards um, prior to the virus outbreaks. Hey, real quick, I just uh, want to hop in here. Um, you are seeing the S&Ps uh, come off the limit here a few times, um, but, and this is just speculation here, um, what some large players may be doing is canceling their order, right? So then people freak out and then try and lift it. And then they're just moving it to oh one and a quarter, oh one and a half, oh one seventy five. So um, definitely, uh, definitely some games being played down here, folks. So I see twenty two hundred on the limit right now. But if you know, if you have five hundred of that and you cancel, and someone else has five hundred and they cancel, then it creates an illusion uh, that it market's being lifted. But if they just bump it up, because like you're only seeing. 27 uh, at 01 and a quarter right now. Very thin book. You're seeing 2200 at 01, 27 at 01 and a quarter, 9 at 0150. So they just may cancel that order and move it to one and a quarter. So don't don't get fooled when that, that limit comes up. Uh, Andrew, and, and look, yep, sorry, go ahead. And I think, I th I think when, when talking about that too, you know, I think we can look back to past times as well, especially recently. And you know, we, we have seen you know, spreads have been a bit wider in the, the ETF space in some cases than they typically are. Um, there might not be as much um, you know, depth of book as well. So you know, I think in these types of markets, it becomes more important that you uh, may want to avoid using market orders because you don't know how much liquidity is behind the, you know, the best bid, best offer that you're looking at. And that's the you know, thing that I've seen in the past in the ETF world. I don't know if you remember a couple of Octobers back, there was a uh, maybe you know, a one hour kind of uh, panic and uh, people starting to bring into question, you know, kind of fixed income ETFs and things like that. But there were some amazing opportunities to be had if people had limit orders, you know, well below or well above 
um, you know, the bid and offer that I saw get executed and not, you know, decayed or canceled. Um, so, you know, for, for someone looking for opportunities, sometimes things can get out of whack. So having, you know, limit orders in that are outside of best bid, best offer can sometimes be an interesting way to enter or exit a position when things get volatile. Yeah, I've, um, I've talked, you know, from different experience and things like this, uh, you know, it, a lot of times you see a big spread, you know, you can go in the middle, you know, and get it, but pretty much if you go like let you know if there's a buck spread and you really want to sell you know maybe in this kind of environment you don't go you know right at the bit you know if you don't want to go right at the bed maybe a little lip little less you know than halfway and then you got a chance to get it and then uh also um the same thing uh with buying every yeah selling you know you gotta you gotta go up you gotta pay up a little bit but uh put orders out there too folks i mean if you have something if you have a target if you want it market's looking for liquidity so uh you will get done good bad or indifferent but uh sorry about that go ahead um andrew no i actually i want to ask andrew so prior to this you launched a hack the cybersecurity etf so you have now launched a cybersecurity and a space ETF. It feels like you are trying to, it feels like your interest is in um, areas of the market that, that would, that could potentially work as hedges in, in this type of situation. Yeah. A, a lot of the products I've been involved in uh, historically, um, you know, do play to you know, some of my fears, you know, certainly, you know, cyber attacks. I had done a, a precious, a junior precious metals mining and exploration fund, um, you know, with, you know, potential concerns of, uh, you know, weakening currencies or devaluing of currencies and, you know, a greater you know, importance of, of precious metals, even in the, in the payment space. You know, one of my fears is actually a cashless society. Um, so there almost, you know, can be a hedges to my fears. You look at something like space, and you know, this is one of the few industries that's you know looking for a backup solution in case you know for whatever reason we need to leave this planet at some time or at least expand our capabilities. Uh, but there's so much more in in space that can be uh, you know accomplished than just getting off this planet. And so many of the advances that we've seen on Earth were things that were actually developed by the space program and different various space investments. So you look at things like you know, GPS and you know how our Uber gets us from point A to point B. Those are all you know, space-based technologies. Um, you know, so, so yes, there are the, the, the glamorous and romantic kind of future way out in the future looking things of what the space industry can be. But today it is doing so many things that can help better our lives on Earth. So, yeah, I find it such a, an interesting, wide-ranging industry and one that I hope people, you know, regardless of what's going on in the broader markets or, you know, to them personally, um, you'll see space as a, as a long-term potential opportunity. And, Andrew, you know, you spent your career in the ETF space, and uh, there's a case to be made that this is really one of the first major stress tests to the ETF market since ETFs really started to, to gobble up uh, – Billions and billions of dollars in assets in, the, in these past few years. So, aside from widespreads, like what else do you see out there in terms of ETFs? That there's been this flight to passive index products in the past decade or so, uh, and ETFs may, are, are growing like gangbusters every year in terms of assets. But we really haven't been tested uh, with with real sustained volatility until until right now, maybe 2018 also to an extent. But like, what else do you see out there in, in, in ETF land in terms of how the effects are playing out uh, in that market. I feel like actually, you know, ETFs have been, you know, you know, 
fairly calm. Yes, you know, the, the price movement could be volatile, but as far as you know, the trading process um, you know, that, that's occurring, it seems you know, fairly orderly. And by that, I mean, you know, I remember the, the May 6th flash crash you know, yep. many years ago. And you know, there, there were times where you, know, you were seeing the funds trading, you know, the underlyings were trading you know, at a certain level with the ETF trading you know, 5, 10 you know, percent or so below the actual net asset value. And you know, coming from a world of being you know, an arbitrager, you know, th- those are opportunities that you can actually you know, seize on. Um, yeah, I remember seeing, uh, back in that October example, a couple of years back, I remember seeing funds where the fund may be down 20% and the worst performing name, um, in that fund would be down like 15%. And you look at that and you say, well, you know, the query is a, you know, a, a, an opportunity for someone to step in and provide, you know, that liquidity because things are getting out of whack yeah. so far. You know, what we've seen is, you know, volatility, but, you know, this volatility has been fairly in line with actually the, the net asset value. So ETFs can kind of be this benchmark or possible indicator for where prices actually, you know, should be, um, or a way for someone to you know, move out of a single stock name and get kind of some more diversification if they're worried about that. But really, I think the story to look with ETFs in this current environment is more so where the flows are going. Um, you know, I, I saw the the Jets ETF, um, one that I'm not related to or affiliated with in any way, um, but you know, it was call it just north of 50 million in assets a couple of days ago. And overnight it had a, it looks like inflows of, you know, maybe 45 million. Um, so, you know, people are looking for different areas where they see, you know, pockets of opportunity and are taking some fairly large positions. I mean, you know, you know, that, that's, you know, call it a, um, you know, almost a doubling overnight in assets in a product like that. So I think, you know, people are using ETS as a way to say, okay, I want to make my investment case, uh, based on what I think is going on in the markets right now, whether something's overvalued, undervalued, whatnot, and using an ETF as a way to say, okay, this is how I'm going to get my exposure and do it by diversifying myself, diversifying myself a little bit more than just using you know a single name here and there. It, that brings up a great point. When you see a massive inflow like that, is that necessarily indicative of buying, or could that also mean just like short covering? It could honestly be from you know many many different um, uses that people are using ETF. Some could be you know a hedge on a different position. You know someone could be short you know a specific airline and say okay I want to hedge it by being you know long the broader industry or something like that. You know ETFs have been become you know a, such a great tool in many ways for investors of all types, whether they're institutions or individuals. And without knowing you know where those flows are coming from and seeing their entire book and you know kind of being able to piece all that information together you're just kind of throwing darts at guessing why or how um but you know that was you know that that inflow came kind of right before um you know it looked like there'd be some type of bailout or stimulus um or kind of uh you know money going towards the airline industry and you know certainly you know the next day it looked like okay maybe that that wasn't necessarily the right bet and still you saw more inflows come in the next day um you know the question is you know certainly on timing and to the extent of you know that there are you have some concessions or stimulus or bailouts in different industries, you know, how much and when and what exactly is going, is it going to look like? So, um, you know, ETFs can certainly be used to, to speculate, but, um, you know, it, it's, you know, it could be, you know, because they're short interest, you can even see people creating shares of ETFs just to lend um, yeah. because they want to, to make that, that lending rate from, you know, loaning out uh, ETFs that might be hard to borrow. So, you know, there's so many different ways that people can use ETFs nowadays. And it's exciting to see that, you know, 
that a wider range of people are looking for ETFs and at ETFs as a way to express their um, kind of investment goals. Yeah, especially in a broad-based sell-off, maybe the best way is to just diversify and and play the rebound that way, play the rebound by diversifying. Uh, Andrew Channon, uh, thanks for coming on today. You're the co-founder and CEO of Procure AM. Have a good one, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Look forward to it. Thanks so much. Have a great day. All right. Uh, 8.53 here now, Joel. Uh, how are things doing out there? Are we still? Uh, let me let me unmute you here. How about that? Joel, you with me? <laughs> Why can't we hear Joel? Let's find out. Because Joel muted himself. There we go. Okay. You got to do it. I got to do it every once in a I while. I do it at least once. Yeah. 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 I'm done. Um. Well, I was what I, what I was saying, and no one was listening. Is the old uh, lift the limit trick uh, at the uh, at the limit? Lift the offer. Um, yeah. They're not doing that right now. There's uh, 5,500 offered at the limit. Um, I got the next limit down. Yeah, yeah. what is that level? That's good to know. I, I thought I saw 25.35. That would be another 2%, but I wrote it down, and I can't find that piece of paper. But uh, you'll find out uh, pretty quickly here. We'll probably be doing that halt at uh, 9.25. So, um a lot on the offer here. Uh, also, you know, um, you know, Dennis is looking at the spy, and uh, that's down another one point five percent. So we could be, uh, you know, hitting that. Um, yeah, I'm seeing twenty five thirty two also, um, Angie baby. So uh, that could be your next uh, support level or resistance if we get lock limit down again. Uh, but we'll we'll take a look here. There's gonna be some two way action here. The market's not gonna not just gonna be straight down. There were some wicked rallies yesterday that I that I witnessed, and uh, they weren't really good. So you know there will be. There's gonna be rallies, and um, you know if we get to that, just limit limit lockdown lockdown, then we'll just all go home for the day. Well, we're you know unless you're already at home. But uh, you want to? Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, we are damn close to. To uh, I'm, we're down six and a half percent here in this buy, so uh, from, from the close. So we're yep, yep, uh, yep, yep, we, yep. We, we are damn close to limit down uh, in the spy. So this could be a repeat of. But I think the whole limit is like twenty percent, though. Right, 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 the, right. That would that would close us for the day, twenty percent. Uh, we're, we're I don't think we're gonna get there. How's that? Seven percent, thirteen percent, twenty percent. Those are the thresholds. I'll bet you a lunch, Spencer. No. <laughs> no, I don't want to do think that bad. Twenty percent. No. Uh, you want to cover some more issues that, here? That, do we do we got everything lose, in our docket? How we do it, folks? That's a lose lose for me taking that bet. Uh, uh, someone else had dropped in, and I wrote down Qualcomm. And you know, as we talked about a couple of days ago, this is the time to make your shopping list. Maybe it's not time to go to the store yet but you know for any stocks on your shopping list we're glad to take a look and talk about them uh with you qualcomm is apparently on someone's shopping list here this morning and it is interesting because it, it, it fits that mold a little bit uh of some stocks that were up yesterday like akamai and amd qualcomm was not but some some of them were some of these semi semi names were what did you have here for qualcomm uh boom, boom, boom. Hmm. 
You're trading below that two-day low here at uh, 71.83. Uh, <laughs> what did I did I figure the 50% retracement on this one before? Um, what was the low of the move here? Was it 50? Yeah, well, 49. We'll call it 50. You went to 96, 46 point move, 20. Yeah, we're we're below the dip. You know, maybe maybe on some of these stocks too. And instead of like, oh, I'm gonna buy it at 68, maybe pick a level that like if it holds the you know that it still you know starts to show some some strength, you know, do that instead of or or do some fractional buying, you know, buy you know half of your position is something that you may want to consider. And let me see here what we have. Um, I want to see what we have here at the limit once again. Before we wrap up the show, Spencer's or any other yeah. any other stocks you want to cover? Uh, there were a number, uh, but someone I mentioned LYV. That's going to get cracked today. The live live entertainment. It's, it's gotten cracked. It'll get cracked again. Um, so just looking at the pre market action in LYV, but that one is going to get uh, hit hard here at the open if if we even open at this point. But um, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of keeping an eye on 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 carnival which which was halted and is now resumed trade and uh there's just halts all all over the place here 52 week lows all over the place here so just you know stay vigilant and that's really all there is to say joel um yeah yeah and i mean if you feel like the need to you know to come into the chat either of the chats and you know be negative and and use all caps and stuff you know, it's, that's what you, you know, that's what you can do. That's that what you want to do. You, probably some other places for you to go, you know, to watch the show here. Very hard to be, you know, positive on, you know, on things right. like this, but right. you know, it's, right. uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, maybe, you know, it, it can never hurt to just log offline, right? M- maybe this is not the worst time to just log off and just yeah, get, yep. get your mind Step off away. it. Yep. Play some cards or, chess or something right <laughs> take your mind off of this and uh walking off is never a bad idea especially in in this type of scenario where where uh fear in the market is starting to really um spread to just general fear for life right now so um we're just trying not to be that here that's kind of what we're that's trying. our goal i hope we did okay right. nine yeah. o'clock here uh, keep your eye on the circuit breakers. See what's yep. you know offered at the limits, and um, be careful. Exactly right. If you missed any part of our show, you can always catch the podcast of it. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, or TuneIn, or we watch our show on our YouTube channel. Thanks to both our guests today, Kenny Glick and Andrew Channon. Please remember, all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only, and not for investing or trading advice you can always give us a call 734-494-0246 or email us premarket at benzinga.com everyone have a great rest of your thursday we'll be back with you on friday and we will do a hot potato i promise have a good one
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.